Southeast Radio's morning mix. Good morning, Alan. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to talk to you, Raymond. I haven't spoken to you before about this issue. I have spoken to people who've been on a similar journey. I take it that you're living with prostate cancer as we speak this morning. Well, I I, I had um, a radical uh, resectomy back in 2017. So, so far, I've been clear since. So, right. there's like a, a 94%, 94% survival rate for five years. So, luckily, I'm one of those 94 well, that's fantastic. And everything's going well. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. so so straight away, let's let's look at the symptoms because um, I've spoken to one or two people over the last number of days locally here who have been on that journey as well, and they said early detection is the key. So, what are the signs you should be looking out for? Well, the, the, there's many signs, but one of the things I'd say about early detection is that you know, really, if you're over forty, um, when you're getting your blood done at your GP, get a PSA test done. Um, because a lot of people can be asymptomatic. But typical um, symptoms would be difficult and pain, um, passing urine, getting up in the middle of night to pass urine, weak and flow, um, even maybe perhaps back pain. Now, the thing with me was I had none of those symptoms, none whatsoever. And it was just purely the fact that since from the age of 45, I got a PSA test every uh, year done with my GP. Simple blood test when he was doing my cholesterol, takes no more than two minutes a needle in the arm take the blood out and off it goes to be um, tested you know yeah okay and you had no symptoms is that what you're telling me yeah i had no symptoms i mean some of the and i had no symptoms that i'd known of of the ones i just said but one of the less common symptoms is actually erectile dysfunction or um blood in your semen or in your urine and Typically, when men have erectile dysfunction and if they go to the GP, it's like a prescription to, to get that sorted. And we don't sometimes relate to mm. with prostate cancer, you know. Yeah. In the same way, um, like, I mean, just to be boring on statistics, like one in six men will get prostate cancer. In Ireland, it's over 3,800 a year. Um, if you're a black man, it goes down to one in four. If your father or your brother has prostate cancer, you have a higher risk of it. And strangely enough, if your mother had breast cancer, you've got a higher risk of getting prostate cancer. And, you know, for your listeners, they can find all these um, facts and information on the right. Reheating Have a Great um, page on their website this year. I'm doing some work with them as an ambassador, you know. Okay. Uh, so talk to me about your own journey then when it was detected. How, um, so, how it happened? Yeah. So basically what happened was I went in, in July 2016 to discover my prostate. Um, PSA reading had gone up from the previous year. Now, not hugely. It was up to 9. It should have been 3.5. My GP, you know, um, advised, come back in a month and we do it again. It went up to 10. Then he suggested I get a digital rectum examination, which is nothing to be worried about. It's not painful whatsoever. Got that done. He couldn't feel anything sent me to a consultant, did a DRE there, he couldn't feel anything, but he sent me for um, biopsies. And I got about just over 20 biopsies done of the prostate. Um, and would you believe it, they all came back negative, saying I hadn't got cancer. But the thing was, luckily, I'd always tell people I got sepsis out of the biopsy, because then that sent me on a different journey of multiple infections and going to a different hospital and a different urologist and... In the end, I um, had a, a, an aggressive form of prostate cancer. And um, right. one of the things I would strongly recommend people is if they're going for a biopsy, remember it's your body. 
I would insist on getting the PSMA scan done before the biopsy because they're poking in the dark otherwise. They're, as you can imagine, yeah. I, you know, they have a Gleason score, 10 is the highest. Mine was 9 out of 10, so, you know, um, it was quite aggressive, but yet the previous biopsy showed up nothing. All right. And how, how bad did it get for you? Did you become like extremely unwell or because of the fact you move very quickly on this, um, you managed to avoid the darker side of this illness? I, I think I did very well, to be truthful, Alan. Um, I mean, I have got some, you know, not every man will get this, but I have got permanent erectile dysfunction and I have got permanent incontinence. Um, but it's livable. Um, and I say it's livable. Um, you might, my wife might say something different, but I mean, the reality is this illness, like so many other illnesses, impacts both partners. And um, yeah. it's it's one of those things that I think mentally you, you've got to go on a journey through. I always think journeys like this come in three phases. There's the unknowing area where you you think you might have it. Then there's the phase of, yes, you definitely have it and we have to do something about it. Right. And then there's the phase of, well, how do you live after it, you right. know? I mean, the priority is to, to stay alive. That is the main priority for, for you exactly. and going through that. But the other areas you talked about, the incontinence and the erectile dysfunction, can they be addressed? Um, I mean, the erectile dysfunction, they, they can give injections for it or um, they have pumps for it. Um, me personally, I didn't bother. I have a history of childhood sexual abuse as well, so that sort of impacted on how I approached. Um, I mean, the thing is, these illnesses, this prostate cancer, it's like it's it's a disease that we know all the symptoms of, but how it impacts the individual is actually dependent on the individual's life to that point in time, right. and how it impact. I think how it impacts them mentally as well has a huge impact on the journey they've had in their life till that date. The incontinence, I think I've done pretty well. When I had the operation first, I was going through about six, seven nappies a day. I mean, literally, I couldn't stand up without emptying my bladder. Right. These were full nappies. Um, but I worked hard on my pelvic floor muscles, and I've got myself down to the lowest level of pads, right. and I maybe go through about one or two a day, which, right. to me, um, that's a win. So you actually still wear these pads uh, as we speak yeah, this yeah. morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the other aspects of your life, I mean, you came on predominantly today to talk to me about uh, the whole area of prostate cancer awareness, but I, I reckon there is a deeper story that we maybe could share uh, at a later stage if you're willing to share it with us. But uh, Sure. Yeah, but, but Raymond, right now, uh, I mean, you have the airwaves of Southeast Radio on this month and uh, you've been so honest and open with me this morning about what you would like um, people to do. So what would you like them to do? Uh, to summarise it for me, please. To summarise it, what I would like them to do is please visit the Marie Keating Foundation website because the symptoms and, and all the statistics you need to know are out there, okay? There's a simple quiz you can take. It's a fun quiz and you're going to enjoy it. It's a bit of a laugh um, and you, you answer the questions and they'll recommend whether you should get um, tested or not. If you're over 50, get a PSA test done every year. Yeah. If you're over 45 and there's a history in your family, get a PSA test every year. And don't be afraid to talk openly about things to find someone a safe space to talk to because men are not great at talking about things below the belly button. So, mm. you know, if, if something is niggling you, you need to find it. And the other thing I would say is yeah. social media gets a bad rap. There's a lot of people out there who are on cancer journeys and they'll welcome you into their fold with open arms and, and comfort you and 
and guide you through it if you, if you, if you need help anonymously as well. I will definitely podcast this interview straight after the show or a little bit later on this afternoon. I, I, okay, thank you for, I thank you for your honesty and your openness. And maybe you've made people think uh, today uh, about getting that health check done. And it's a bit like an NCT car test, isn't it? You need to get it done once every year or at the very minimum once every two years, particularly when you're over the age of 40. Isn't that right? Most definitely, you know, and, and look, I have, a, I have a phone cover on the back of my phone, and it's a David Bowie quote. It basically says, I don't know where I'm going from here, but I promise it won't be boring. And, yeah. you know, you have a whole life ahead of you to live. Don't lose a true neglect and true um, feeling, you know, you can't talk about something openly. Look after your body. The gym, a lot of people go to the gym, do marathons, do running, do weightlifting. Well, you know, a simple blood test a year can save your life. Good morning to you, Raymond. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me. Bye now. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Southeast.